Deep Shot Podcast, episode 98. Uh, it's apparently the uh, uh, Max Crosby episode because we're running out of numbers here very quickly, folks. I mean, what are we going to do when we ha- after like 100? Are we just going to go like for like milestones or something? What's the deal? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. This, it's like one of my favorite things that we do on the show is like, all right, who's the episode going to be? <laughs> it's time to just get stripped from us. Maybe here's what we can do for episode. 100 to episode 200 can be season two, all right? And we're season two, episode one, all right? Yeah, we'll just go through and do the redos of, like, the ones that we should have done the first time. Exactly. There we go. Boom. All right. Yeah, we can't stop doing that. That's just – that would. how else do you start the show? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, we're back. Week three of college football has been over. Week two of the NFL. Um, I had a weekend out where I didn't see a lot of it. I had to watch a lot of highlights. You guys were definitely dove in. Let's just let's get some recaps going before we get into the picks this week. Uh, but when you look at week three, um, there was not a lot of close games at all. Uh, that was the gist of what I can see from the scoreboard. From you know any any ranked matchups, there was really no competitiveness across the board. Starts with Georgia smacking South Carolina, which. I mean, if you have a brain, you would have known that happened. Uh, Oklahoma net smoked Nebraska. Oregon smoked BYU. Uh, Penn State smoked Auburn. Uh, I mean, Florida was the only team that didn't smoke somebody. Uh, A&M and Miami were in a tight one. From you guys actually getting to watch, you know, most of the football on Saturday, uh, what, what's, what's, what's your biggest takeaway, I guess? That I'm trying to find a question here. What what did you notice on Saturday that just made you you know want to bring it to the show? Um, that Georgia is ahead and and shoulders above every other team in America. Like it's not even close. Um, that game was like a statement. I love that Shane Beamer before the game was like, "Yeah, man, we're just gonna try and do what we do." And I mean, they went for it on fourth down early on, like trying to just push the envelope, and they had no chance. Never, not a chance. No chance. Also, Auburn sucks. <laughs> I was literally like, I watched the Georgia South Carolina game, and I watched the one of my buddies that uh, the hangout with down here. He's a big Penn State, fan. so he went to the bar and we were watching the Penn State game. But dude, outside of the Penn State game was like close for a little bit, like in the first half. But then, dude, the second half was just an absolute bloodbath. It's just this is my prime example right here of why I say the NFL is better than college football because you don't have weekends like this in in, in the NFL. And there was not a close game this weekend outside of, like you said, Florida versus, was it South Florida? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I was had, I had a very, uh, <clears throat> some close calls this weekend. You know? Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's, it's lonely at the top, man. You know, every, every Saturday it's just, let's watch the dogs. And then 10 minutes into it, it's like, all right, we're going to fucking kill them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, it's unbelievable to see that Kirby has <clears throat> replicated what Saban started at first, and now he's even better at that. Like at this point. Oh yeah. And, a real random thought, y'all remember when uh, Kirby Smart and Mark Rick's records were like exactly the same, and everyone was like, "Oh man, Kirby's just another Mark Rick." Y'all remember that? Yeah, I remember. It was that. not that long ago that people were trying to say that. I think it was like after like Georgia didn't go back to the Natty. And like 18, people were like, yeah, what's going on? Just another Mark Rick. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, one fluke year. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, other than that, I mean, Florida, I, 
Jake nailed it on the head, man. Richardson can't throw a touchdown. I mean, he he literally is allergic to the end zone right now. It's not good. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't have a touchdown pass. He has more tackles than he. <clears throat> I mean, he's still an athlete, dude. Here's my thing, Anthony Richardson. Here's what I think happened. <clears throat> I think Anthony Richardson can he just he has the tools. You know, we see it. That's the thing. It's even in the South Florida game, you see it. But I feel like he is in a conundrum where he is just trying to do. So much. He is trying to be the, you know, alpha and the omega on that team, the beginning and the end, like trying to do literally all of it. He's he's the team. And I just don't I don't think he can he can really thrive like that. Like I think in the Utah game, he had no pressures on him. He was that game they were not supposed to win. And he was at home, you know, he was able to the rally off of that, you know, no expectations. And after that, everyone just basically crowned him. Um he was the next Tebow, the next Cam Newton. And I just don't think he can live up to it. Yeah, you gotta be able to. I don't know if it's like a thing where he can't live up to the moment. I don't know if he, like, okay, it's Billy Napier's first year. He's probably making the best of it and just trying to make this dude as good as possible. And he cannot read a defense to save his life. That's kind of where I think things are at. I don't know if he can handle the. I don't think. I don't know if it's a pressure thing because I mean having a full rocking house at the swamp in a close game against a ranked opponent. I mean, you pull the dub out by making some pretty decent plays there at the end. Um, I mean, I think he showed that he can perform in the moment, but I don't know, man. You know, and really and truly, at the end of the day, this is Florida's first year after a rebuild where we we won seven games last year. You know, like, it was not good. It was not good at all. So anything above eight wins, nine wins, I'll take it, you know? Like, and I'm glad that we're winning games like this because Mullen would have lost this game. That's that's a damn good point. There's a one of my buddies I work with is a big Florida fan. And he literally said that same thing. He said Anthony didn't look good, but we would lose that game with Dan Mullen. So it's a step in the right direction. <clears throat> no doubt, no doubt. He would have done something stupid at the end. He tried to throw the ball in like third and two or something like that and get an incompletion putting the ball. But yeah. Um, I will say Napier, like, we're not having Nathaniel Hackett issues down in Gainesville right now. And uh, I'm very stoked to see that because, like, you know, it's just a – and I think every head coach is like this, especially if they're offensive coaches. Like, you know what's coming. And you know like, – it is may not even be for offense coaches. I mean, the last D.C. we had in Florida, everybody knows third and Grantham. I mean, it's coming. And some people are just like that. You can expect to maybe beat the opponent a little bit. I don't know. I just have a little bit more faith in Billy Napier than I do Grantham and Grant Dan Mullen. Also, too, Wake Forest, Liberty, man, they about did the thing this weekend. They about fucking did, man. Dude, they about did. And that was my deep shot. I thought I was going to nail it. It's so close. So, so close. I mean, a one-point skedaddle out of there. I mean, that is that would have been um, the end of San Hartman's hype right there if that game would have went down just like that. They, they, I don't know if you saw it. I'm <clears throat> going for two, like, to end the game and just didn't get it. Yes. Mm, heartbreaking stuff. Heartbreaking stuff. Well, other than that, some things I think. Um, other than blowouts, if we're just staying in the SEC, real quick. Um, Got to talk A and M. A and M beat Miami. It doesn't seem like it, it seems. Well, the Jimbo made a decision to bench uh, <clears throat> King, right? Or what? Haynes King, that's his name. Um, for a good reason. I mean, you lose to App State, you really shouldn't be playing uh, for a top 25 school. Uh, 
Miami, it, it, A&M, one of the big things that people said after week one was, you know, their defense looked right. Uh, their offense obviously was uh, is not in the right place. It seems still that way after a, a game against Miami that they won 17-9. Like I said, didn't see any of it. But looking at the scoreboard, looking at the stats, uh, it looked like just an ugly, you know, grinded out, uh, all these, you know, number one class on defense can win us the game. And that seems what happened. I mean, SEC versus ACC, um, you should win the game. We we all, I think we all predicted A&M to win that game. Or actually, I'm not sure, but I know I did. Uh, so that's what it seemed like. What it, from when you guys watch it, is it, am I right? Uh, Miami definitely, it was not a Texas A&M won that game. Miami lost that game. They had more yards, more first downs. Um, they just they made mistake after mistake after mistake against AM and AM was able to do just a little something, you know, here and there. I mean, 17 points is not that much. But Tyler Van Dyke, I mean, not not a hot start for Miami right there. Honestly, it's a terrible one. And every single and I'm pretty sure I know I did. I thought he was gonna have a good season, and it has just not been that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we picked him as like like going to be the best quarterback in the ACC early on, and I mean, we may be chewing cut on that here pretty soon. Uh, and it's not looking good. Not looking good. I mean, it is once again. This is another coach that we had like first year hype on. You know, like it's just a first year. And then uh, LSU beat Mississippi State, which seems like a good win um, for LSU. You know, still trying to build back off of the Florida State loss where a lot of people were <clears throat> rain. Obviously, they beat the shit out of whoever Southern last week, but a big SEC win to get uh, some momentum from Brian Kelly. I think at this point, dude, every single SEC win is a big win for LSU. You know, after mm-hmm. last year, just trying to get back to relevance. They, I, they didn't beat Mississippi State last year. I'm about 100% sure. So hey, get get getting right back on track. Being out because LSU football, they should be Mississippi State, you know, and they're back on track. I don't know. <clears throat> um, go ahead, Caleb. Um, also, well, I was just gonna go on the next. Day. I mean, I don't really have much. I didn't watch that game. Um, fully expected Mississippi State to win that, just because I don't trust Brian Kelly. But oh, well, it is what it is. Um, also, BYU, what happened? I think Oregon's just not as bad as people people thought. Like Georgia's just that much better, you know. That was my main takeaway with Oregon because they didn't look bad. Bo Nix didn't look bad. I thought BYU was okay because BYU the week before did to or did to Baylor what they just what Oregon just did to them. So yeah, Oregon smoked them. Glad I called that one too. Um, all right, let's recap the NFL as well, real quick. Jake got to go to his first game as a uh, season ticket holder. Welcome to the welcome to the club. It's been uh, it's and, all, and it had a way different uh, time and and uh, my first one. Well, for three quarters, it was about the exact same. <clears throat> really? Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. The Falcons were dominating for three quarters. The Jags were dominating. Uh-huh. Three quarters. So it's just that fourth quarter in the Saints game that got away from us. That is true. That is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Matt, you explain that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, but to talk about that game for a second. So obviously, you know, season opener, they're going to pull out all the all the stops for like the pregame stuff. Dude, the field, like the whole, the, the field long uh, American flag waving. They did a flyover. Dude, it was rocking. The bank was absolutely rocking. And then just total domination. Truly, Matt Ryan cooked. Matt Ryan is cooked. 
we got rid of him at the perfect time. He was he's not good anymore. He's not good. He looked bad. And that dude, I, so I was I, last night, uh, yesterday, I like fell asleep like pretty early and then like woke up like nine and couldn't go to sleep all night. So I was watching like I was just watching like tape and all that shit from the game, like just on Twitter. And dude, the Jags front seven is absolutely nasty. It is absolutely nasty. Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker on the edge coming in there is actually a really good duo. And then they got um, Presadia Lulicon from the Falcons last year and led the, the NFL in tackles. Got some playmakers on D, on the, in the DBs. I'm telling you, if Trevor can just do his job, which he did on Sunday, they have enough playmakers on offense. I seriously think the Jags are going to win the AFC South, especially after looking at how bad the Titans look right now without A.J. Brown. Uh, Derrick Henry is getting is getting bottled up. Who's the next team? The Colts. We just beat them twenty four to nothing. They couldn't do anything. And then it's the Texans. Put us against the Texans for the ASC South. I think we come out on top. You're going to see us in the playoffs this year. It's happening. Mm. Oh Locking, come on. In. Oh. I don't think it's Here's that ridiculous. A, if you really I, break it down, get, like team to team, it's not that ridiculous. I don't think it's that ridiculous either, considering the fact that like. Okay, the Titans and the Colts. You said it just the same way, and I think the Colts are having the same problem. They're bottled up because they don't have any receivers. The Colts' best receiver, Michael Pittman, gone. T.Y. Hilton, I, I mean, is what is he doing? Is he not even on the team? They don't have a next guy. They don't have a next guy. Yeah, and when you, on Sunday, Michael Pittman didn't play. So, but they, He has no weapons outside of Jonathan Taylor, and really and truly, the Colts' offensive line is deteriorating very quick. The left tackle – um, did not play very well, and the guard did not play very well, opposite of Quentin Nelson. Like, you got three dudes, and then the other two guys are pretty pretty uh, lackluster, and they were not helping things. Uh, yeah, I think the Colts, Colts got some issues. So I have actually have a take on the offensive line thing. I truly think that the reason why he – that there were so many sacks – Matt Ryan is a statue right now. Is a statue, bro. He can't move. He literally cannot move back there anymore. It's sad to watch. It's sad. And uh, yeah, they, they, if you look about Marcus Mariota, like for all that he's not great with, people, he's not getting sacked much, you know, because he can move around. And people are saying, oh, the Falcons offensive line looks you know, much improved, but it's basically the same exact group. I don't know, dude, Matt Ryan is just brick for feet out there. I think, too, like, Mariota's game is not like Matt, like Matt Ryan's game. They're trying to throw it out on the field Absolutely. still. Yeah. And that that is not what the Colts probably need. They need to be doing what Mariota's doing, except don't run with Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this. Jonathan Taylor, for all that he was good, I mean, he was pretty bottled up. And if if they can't run it with Jonathan Taylor, that offense is done. It's doomed. It's doomed. Well, enough Jags talk. I mean, Sunday there was a lot more better games than that little blowout. Like, that was probably the biggest, uh, biggest win of the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Except for except for the Bills last yeah, night. Yeah, the Bills last except night. Except for the Bills. Um, Thursday was a banger. Thursday was a banger. Thursday was a damn good game. I got a. Uh, by the way, I got confirmation from. Uh, uh, our hometown hero around here that he's actually going to be on the active roster this upcoming week. Oh, he's going to be active. Let's go. Yeah, man. Let's go. Let's okay. go. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, definitely a close tight one. You kind of knew that was going to be, that's why I remember I said, yeah, three and a half scared me. We took it anyway. Um, but if you go to Sunday, I mean, the jets coming back in the last minute and a half against the Browns, um, 
What happened there? <laughs> so they scored, got the onside, and scored again. Joe Flacco, the elite meter. Is Flacco's crazy. back. He's yeah, so he's back. back. He's so back. And then the Browns, like, the Browns really kind of gave that one away, though, by scoring right there, like, towards the end of the game. That was not a good move by Chubb, especially with the Jets. Like, it gave them fuel to be able to do it. And you would think Nick Chubb would have learned. Remember a couple of years ago, he didn't He did the same thing. Football, and he doesn't do it this time. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah well. um, Lions got a huge dub over the Commanders. Jared Goff has not looked bad through the first two games of the season. Yeah, the story is Dan Amon-Ra, dude. Yeah, he, uh, he was uh, – if you had him on your fantasy team, you probably won this week. Him or Tyreek Hill. It's nuts. Bucks, Brady got uh, – there was a fight in the Bucks saints game between Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore. Um, the Bucks would beat the Saints for the first time in forever, uh, but they still are affecting Tom Brady in ways uh, no one has in a long time. Yeah, that game was a little bit of a snoozer. I, I, like they at the game, they have like this screen that has red zone going on, and we just kept on looking up there, and it was three to three in the fourth quarter. I was like, "What is going on in New Orleans?" But you know, they were to get points there a little bit. I love the rivalry between Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore. That it is just on site, and you can basically like book it. Like whenever they're playing each other, like they're gonna you know, they're gonna go after each other. It's it like, takes me back to like the Odell Beckham Josh Norman um, like their little rivalry. That was peak NFL, the, those matchups with the Giants and the Panthers. Man, I loved them. So it's good to see that because they went on Mike Evans like afterwards. He was like, that was Tom Brady. What do you expect me to do? Like he was talking shit to Tom Brady. I'm not going to you, – you don't expect me to you know, buck up. So, you know, that's a real rider right there. Yeah, as a fantasy yeah, owner of Mike giant. Evans in more than more than one league, um, I'm not playing him again on, on St. Sunday. I'm just not because he, he's either going to get kicked out of the game or he's going to score like two points. Never good. Uh, the Giants are two and zero. Panthers pretty much. I mean, are the are the Panthers as bad as the Falcons? I think uh, Matt Rule's seat is steaming right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has Why a damn. Did they ever, does anybody I, I ever go? Honestly, to, I would honestly take the Falcons. <laughs> You're frozen, so we can't see when you're like going. See, yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, but dude, I would say, I would say honestly, right now the Falcons are definitely better than the than the Panthers because the Panthers have lost two like winnable games, you know. And then the Falcons, like, we lost to the Saints, a playoff caliber team, and then we lose to the Rams, a defending Super Bowl champion. And like, at least in both of them, like, you know, we were right there. You know, we were we were right there able to win. So if Marcus Mariota in both games went fucked up at the end, then we probably win those games. But you know, that's a that's another conversation for another time. But I would I would say I'd take the Falcons over to the Panthers. Pats or two or the Pats got a big win against the Steelers. Caleb, how was that? Matt. Massive win. Um, uh, Mitch Trubisky just looked like absolute potatoes out there. Um, he did not look good at all. And, I, you know, maybe Bill Belichick is uh, back. Can, can I say he's back? I mean, he's winning games like this against Tomlin. This is a Tomlin win right here usually. I mean, Bill pulled it out with Mac Jones and nobody else. Nelson Aguilar had a day finally, finally. Dude, that was catch of the year caliber right there. I mean, that was an absolute snag. 
Yeah, man, that was – but, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, we went by three points, and that game comes down to, like, a 50-50 ball. Like, that's pretty much all it was, and it was a hell of a play. Um, New England's not good. Pittsburgh's not good either. The AFC North sucks just in general. Dude, they need to get the ball to George Pickens. George Pickens is just not doing anything. Like, I mean, their their entire offense right now is give the ball to Najee Harris, and Bill Belichick's a good enough coach to be like, all right, let's uh, focus in on the run game and make Mitch Trubisky beat you. And that's not necessarily a great strategy for the Steelers. Yeah, there's a little little chirping about uh, Kenny Pickett being the the next the heir to the throne here pretty soon. We'll see. I don't see why not. Uh, what happened to the? Well, first of all, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are one and three in receiving yards so far this season. Um, but what the hell happened in that fourth quarter? I mean, how did the Ravens? Four touchdowns. I mean, they just got weapons, bro. I mean, it's wild. The Dolphins just started running in the fourth quarter. Like, literally, just started running. Yeah. And I'll say this. So, Tua looked awesome. First off, disclaimer before I say this, because I don't want this to be misconstrued as Tua hate, because he looked great. Dude, they were just getting wide open. Like, Tyree Kill on that long touchdown, like, right at the end, there was not anybody, like, 15 yards near him. And they just have such speed. Like, Tyreek Hill, obviously, fast, fast as fuck, boy. And then Jalen Waddle, too. Like, they just complement each other so well. And also, dude, Josh McDaniels is just beautiful, bro. Like, the way he calls that offense, bro. Like, I saw there was one play. Um, they were in they were in 21 personnel. So, two, two tight ends and a running back. But they were in, they break the huddle and they go out in the five wide. So, the Ravens just have, like, they're in a big formation. They have, like, they have four linebackers on the field getting ready for a run, and then they just hit a quick hit quick ball to Jalen Waddle, and he just they can't catch him. They can't catch him. Yeah, man, he's dialing it up, and uh, I mean, that was a wild comeback. That Miami was like down twenty one at one point, and they just came roaring back. And Tua played very, very, very well. Um, if Miami's winning games like this, that's scary. And Lamar Jackson, you beat they beat Lamar Jackson with a perfect passer rating. Damn, he finished with a one fifty eight point three. It was if it, I mean he was that was probably the best passing game. I, I mean it's it's pretty daggum close. You're not gonna get Lamar at a better game than that. And yeah. they won that game. Is he not? I'm, I want to say he's leading the NFL in passing yards currently. Am I wrong? Uh, it's either him or Carson Wentz. No, you talking about Tua? Yeah, I think it's two or one. Yeah, two is one. Carson Wentz ain't too far behind. Uh, so the Rams beat the Falcons. The Falcons looked like they gave them a little run at the end of the money, uh, or at the end of the game. Um, Drake London looks pretty nice. Uh, Marcus Mariota, tough day for him. Three turnovers in one game. Yeah, it's time for Desmond Ritter. It's time for Desmond Ritter. I'm, I don't want to hear this Marcus Mariota. We got we to gotta let Desmond Ritter learn. No, fuck that shit, bro. Both games that we're in, we were in the game late, not because of Marcus Mariota. And what does Marcus Mariota do against the against the Saints? He fumbles twice and fumbles literally on third and one. We have to get a couple inches to win the game. And then against the Rams, yes, that interception for Jalen Ramsey was awesome. Like he mossed him and all that. He literally overthrew the guy. If he hits him in the body, that's a touchdown. Jalen Ramsey isn't able to get across him. That's a touchdown. So I just don't know what we're doing here with Marcus Mariota. I don't know what we're doing. Who even like? We're just wasting time. These these games do not mean anything. 
They don't mean shit. We're not developing for the future. We're just, here's Marcus Mariota, the guy who won the Heisman a bunch of years ago. And also, what the fuck are we doing with Kyle Pitts? When are we just going to throw the ball to Kyle Pitts? I don't want to hear the, oh, he's double covered or whatever. Throw a fucking quick screen to him. Throw a slant route to him. Throw something quick game. And not everything has to be 15 yards breaking downfield to get the coverage off of it. Throw the ball to the six foot six unicorn that we drafted number four last year over Jamar Chase, over Jalen Waddell. I, mean, I could, the, the list goes on. And over Micah Parsons. Like, come on, throw the ball to him. What are we doing? Well, the first thing I would, I would, uh, I think when you look at the Falcons and the Marcus Mariota situation, uh, the Desmond situation, I think, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. If, I, I think we talked about it last week. My mind's in the gutter after a wild, you know, week, but I just don't want, I don't want to bank on Desmond Ritter as the future quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Cause I just, I just don't. And I, I think that he, Go ahead. The way to do that and to know if he's a franchise quarterback is to get him on the field and to see, like, is he the guy? Is he not the guy? Because as long as he's on the sideline, we're not going to know. And each Sunday is just one less opportunity before we pick top three next year and we have the opportunity to get a top two guy. And we need to know, are we going to do it or are we going to take Will Anderson if that situation comes? And every week we're just wasting time. We are wasting time with Marcus Mariota out there. Because it does nothing for our franchise. Nothing. Every week is just another, just putting off, it's like you're putting off the inevitable, you know? And we just keep on doing it. Is there no value in being in games like this, though? Like, this is the fucking Super Bowl champ from last year, and you lost by four. Say what you want. He may have been the reason why you lost the game, but he obviously played some kind of factor in being in it. And the same thing happened last week. We were getting blown out in that game, blown out in that game. We score a late touchdown, and then we block a, we block a punt and run, return it for a touchdown. That's why we were in the game. We were not in that game because of Marcus Mariota. Nothing he did got us in that game. I, I say that confidently. Oh, I, I just feel like, to me, like Arthur Smith has gotten the Falcons to overperform. Y'all say what you want to. They have overperformed this year so far. Would you disagree? I mean, no, to I'm be in both of these games at all is a miracle. In my book. Okay, so what their success this year so far on the football field has been astonishing to me, and that means that they, y'all have got a damn head coach. You, you, you have to. He knows something, okay? And if he doesn't feel like Desmond Ritter should be on the field, I don't see why anybody else will be able to. I mean, he sees his dude every day. I definitely think Marcus Mariota at this time is going to be able to win more football games and put the Falcons in a better situation than Desmond Ritter. And if you're going to – here's the thing. If you're going to suck with Desmond Ritter, then what – I mean, just – if Desmond Ritter comes in and we're going to and we're gonna be 2-15, and 15, then, I mean, it's just a waste of a season anyway. It was just a waste of time, and we're going to go get another quarterback. I mean, it's just – And also, what about, what about having guys sit out for a year and not get to experience the game because they're not caught up with it? I don't think Desmond Ritter can play at NFL speed. But we don't have time for that right now because here's the thing. In the draft next year, if we're picking one or two, we're going to have Bryce Young. We're going to have uh, we're gonna have J.T. Stroud. What is, I keep on saying calling him J.T. Stroud. I keep on calling him J.T. Stroud. But C.J. Stroud, we're going to have an opportunity at one of them. Okay? And at that point, I want to know if the guy that we spent a third-round pick on last year, when we could have gotten other guys at other positions, we spent a third-round pick on, I want to know if he's good or not. 
because if we draft a guy now, then that draft we then that draft pick we spent in the third third round last year means absolutely nothing. Never going to see it. All right, trade you away. You're going to be a backup somewhere, and that's it. Or we could play him. Know if the draft pick that we ju- that is an asset that we spent. We're going to know if he's good or not. I want to know. But what if we? But what if you? Y'all keep on talking about like we're a better team. We're zero and two, and in both opportunities, both games, both games, late in the game, Marcus Mariota had an opportunity to win the game, to win the game, and both times he let us down. He fumbled the ball uh, on 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 in the fourth quarter against the Saints. They get the ball, they go down there, they they score, we lose, and then he has watched it, watch the tape, that throw uh, to the end zone that gets picked off by Jalen Ramsey. That he was open, he was open, he was running across, he could hit him. It would have been a touchdown. But he overthrows it. Jalen Ramsey picks it off. Game's over. We've had opportunities. So. I think. I think if it gets. I think if it gets to the point where, you know, the Falcons are you know one and seven, zero oh and eight, two. You know. That's two, right. It's eight. a really long season. Yeah. yeah, it happens. But if the Falcons get to a point where they're you know three and five, four and four, you know. We're the, not going to be three and five. We're not going to be four and four. That's a pipe. Well, if it gets to the point where it's bad enough, then yeah, just play Desmond Ritter. But I, I don't, I don't think two games in with a game against the Seahawks this week, which seems like a very winnable game, uh, it's time to just go ahead and you know screw everything, put and play Desmond Ritter when we obviously have enough to you know be almost beat two playoff teams. We're about to play Seahawks, who are not even close. So. This week will be very revealing about that. I think you'll you'll find out more, but you gotta give the guy a couple games. I mean, he's played really good, really. He's he's kept the team in game. He's managed the game well enough to a point where they've been competitive in two straight games. You know, and I I personally, I mean, I get he's a third round pick for y'all, but I don't think Desmond Ritter's gonna be able to play NFL football this year. I mean, I don't. I think the on field like the product quality of the product's gonna be horrible. I don't know. I would agree. I, mean, I know it's the preseason. I know it's the preseason, but dude, he looks so sharp. And then we all, what was what was been said about Desmond Ritter? All all draft prep, all everything. He's the most NFL ready quarterback. He comes in the camp, dude. He's already got the the playbook memorized in a couple of days. I don't know. He just impressed me a lot in the preseason. And I just feel like with Marcus Mariota, we're not taking a step in any direction. We're just you know putting putting it off for another day. Marcus Marietta was the highest-graded uh, quarterback in the preseason. All right, the 49ers beat the Seahawks 27-7, smoked them. Jimmy G's back. Uh, so back. Started off the field. How about that? What a story. Jimmy G, and I think uh, Colin Cowherd said it, but I think uh, I think the 49ers are, are now – They're better. They're just going to be better. They're just going to be a better team. They don't have to learn. They, no, they don't have a quarterback that has to learn everything, and they have to be patient with. They know what they've got in Jimmy G. They know what they can call. They know their play calls. They know where the ball is going to be. They know he's going to put it, you know, ten to fifteen yards accurately every single time. They know what they've got, and I think Shanahan's going to play. It. I mean, they got the NFC Championship last year, and were a safety dropping a fucking a balloon through his hands you know, away from going to the Super Bowl. So, um, that's that. And the Seahawks, you know, a good win against Russell Wilson, but the Seahawks are not going to be good. So, that, that says about that for that game. And then uh, the Cowboys beat the Bengals. That, that's a big deal. That was a tough one. A lot Bengals of- got a kitchen open. They got a leaky sink in there up front right now. 
Yeah, and that was so the huge thing in the offseason was everybody said the Bengals, you know, they went out and got their offensive line. I'm pretty sure Joe Burrow has been sacked 13 times through two games. So it's something he's on track to get sacked like 110 times this season. <laughs> that is wild. That is unbelievable. Um, and yeah, they did spend a lot of money up front. Now they got a good tackle, but I don't think anybody else is really that good. They're just dudes that are veterans. Um, they they got figured out. I mean, they got all these weapons outside, but they can't run the ball because O line sucks. They can't throw the ball because Joe Burrow doesn't have time. And also, I will say this: Joe Burrow's got to get the ball out. A lot of those passes in that game, like dropbacks, that he got hit on. He's just holding the ball forever. I mean, if, if you got a bad O line, you better get the ball out. Yeah, no, there were a few of those sacks where he was in the he he was dropping back for a minute, like he was in the pocket for a hot minute. And you know, at some point, you got to say, like, yeah, the offensive line's got to be better, but. You got to throw the ball. You stand by there for forever, you're going to get sacked. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Rush, man. How about that? I mean, back Prescott, who? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, is it the team didn't look hardly any different? No. They look like the Cowboys. You black out like the uh, the quarterback, and who, that wasn't Dak Prescott? What? Yeah. Uh, the Broncos smoked or beat, not smoked them, beat the Texans. Ugly game. Very ugly game. Cardinals come back, beat the Raiders in overtime um, on the crazy fumble return uh, play. But, that I mean, Raiders are 0-2. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. Um, Dude, the Raiders, yeah, but like, the Raiders are 0-2. But, holy shit, how did they lose that game? How yeah, that's their fault. That they were covering. Dude, I had them minus 5.5. I wrote it off, like, early in the third quarter. I was like, okay, that's a dub. And, dude, the Cardinals, that two-point conversion play with Kyler Murray, where it was, it was literally Madden 04, your Mike Vick, and just running around the field, running around the field. I think he ran, oh, God, how many yards? It was like 85 yards or something on mm-hmm. that one conversion play for a two-yard rush. I mean, dude, that was a frustrating game. And then, damn, Hunter Renfro fumbled twice. You know, he, he fumbled it and lost it. But that first, like, early in the drive, he fumbles it, they're able to recover. They get right back to him. He fumbles it, fucking scoop and score. I mean, dude, frustrating game. Frustrating game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Packers beat the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields has like 191 passing yards through two games. Now, let's, you know, it's the obvious, you know, there's not much out there in Chicago, but, man, Justin Fields just 53% completion percentage through two games and 191 yards total. He's bad, bro. I'm telling you, he threw the ball. Check me if you're looking at the stats. Didn't he throw the ball 10 times? Or, like, he could have, like, seven completions. Seven times for 70 yards. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Not good. Uh, and then, uh, so Monday night, the Bills and the Eagles both smoked them. Everybody thinks the Bills and Eagles are going to the Super Bowl night. Yeah. They might. Um, I mean, that, that, that's not out of the question. I think the Eagles, like, the Cowboys did what they did, but I feel like the Eagles are – the yeah, best team. That guy. Yeah, he 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 looks really good. Um, can I just say though, the Vikings very disappointed. The Vikings. Um, shout out to the dude that uh, missed out on cashing in like a twenty leg parlay with it was capped off with Vikings money line. Uh, Bills minus ten hit for him. Vikings money line did not. Uh, five dollar bet went from five hundred grand to he lost five bucks very quickly like that. So. Um, Kirk Cousins, if you saw that game too, I mean, Kirk Cousins prime time. I mean, hello, you know, at this point. 
all the Eagles were doing was sending the blitz at him. He was throwing it off his back foot at Justin Jefferson and said, please help, and he never helped. <laughs> um, okay, so that wraps up the recaps. Let's get into the picks. Uh, great recap there, man. You guys really know your stuff. Um, all right, week four and week three picks. I did the records earlier. Um through three weeks of college football, um, I am sitting at 16 and 14, uh, 2 1 on locks, 0 and 3 on deep shots. Uh, Jake is sitting at 14 and 16, um, 2 and 1 on locks, and I believe two three and one. deep shots. Yeah, 3 and 1 on deep shots. Yeah. 3 and 0. Oh. Three and one, one. I lost this week. I, my deep shot was Liberty right, two, two, against Wake Forest. Two and one, so two and one. Uh, and then Caleb is ten and twenty, and uh, but did win his deep shot and lock last week. Two and one, and I believe one and two on the deep shots. Not good. I think we so, all need to be better. I think we all need to be better. As a consensus, me and Caleb are under 500. Yeah, we'll take ownership there. But I mean, our best guys two games over. I mean, we gotta we gotta <laughs> be better across the board, guys. We have to. That starts today. Yeah, I mean, we were ripping college football last year. What happened? I don't know. Here Y'all were. This is Y'all were. I was not. This is where we. Get it's back. early in the year, though. Early in the year, no, we're gonna be back. We're up very soon. Don't worry. Picks are gonna be starting rolling here in about week three, week four. All right, here we go. Clemson at Wake Forest. First time these teams are playing as ranked opponents in like 30-plus years, I'm pretty sure, maybe even longer. Um, Clemson is a seven-point favorite. Last year, Clemson did beat Wake Forest when Clemson was on that, when they were unranked. Um, Wake Forest has got their quarterback in Sam Hartman. It's a home game. Um, Clemson... You know, doesn't look like world beaters. We, I feel like we all know that. Um, Jake, you started off. Oh, I think I'm running to the ATM and I'm taking Clemson minus seven. Are you fucking kidding me? Did you just tell me that Sam Hartman's out? No, he's back. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's all. I, that's all I need to know. All right. Listen, Clemson is just a far superior program. Wake Forest won by one point to Liberty last week. They're they're off on that hangover they had from last year. They were really good. They're not able to keep up with it. Clemson, I think I think Wake Forest is going is trending down. I think Clemson's trending up. All right, take Clemson minus seven. I think it's an absolute lock. And I also love the under in this game. I think Wake Forest is a good offense, but Clemson has a good defense. I think this game is one. Uh, I don't know. Let's say twenty four to thirteen. I think that's the final score in this game. Um, I'm rolling with you as well, Jake, um, going Clemson and the under. That defense is unbelievable. And really and truly, like, if you look at it stat for stat, uh, DJ Ungalale and Sam Hartman are the same quarterback this year. Um, so, that, you know, Sam Hartman hype may be gone at this point. Um, Clemson's running it up on people, and they're not letting people score. I think they may not be the fifth-best team, but they, you know, so far so so good. I think they're going to – Get another win against a ranked opponent right here. I know it's in Wake, but let's ride. Clemson country. Let's ride. Over or under? Uh, under. Under. Wake Forest ain't going to score for 20 points, probably. All right. Well, I'm all the way against you guys. Oh, yeah. And this is why I have the positive record, right? Because uh, I know. Wake Forest plus seven. Um, I love it. A home game, probably the biggest home game Wake Forest has had. 
in quite some time, I would say, noon game. Um, I think I think we're going to have a good day from DJ, though. And if we don't, I think uh, the backup, I can't remember his name right now on the spot, but he'll come in. I think this game is going to get electric for a 12 o'clock ACC, ACC game. I think it's close. I think Wake Forest has a real shot to win, and I definitely think they're keeping it within seven. This is a field goal game, and it's going over, over 55 and a half. Wait, Sam Hartman, I put him number one as my ACC quarterback in preseason uh, talks, uh, which I wanted to talk about the preseason talks in a little bit. But uh, I think this is going to be the, – the stadium's going to be rocking in Salem Hill. Clemson's going to come to play. Dabo's going to have these guys ready, but Wake Forest is not going away. And Sam Hartman is easily going to revenge what they did last year in their own house, put up at least 30. Clemson's going to hang with them. Uh, but I've got I, I've got Wake covering plus seven here, going over 55 and a half. I think this is, this is going to be the best 12 o'clock game we'll see. Um, and it's going to come down to the wire. So I'm going to Wake. Uh, both both against you guys. Did you both guys? Did you both of you guys go under? Mm-hmm. So, okay, totally different. They're, they're going to get one in that game. There we go. All right, Florida at Tennessee. Tennessee minus ten and a half over under ten and a half. Game day um, is there. This is biggest um, SEC game I think so far this season. Um, battle for a second in the SEC East, maybe. Uh, maybe unless Kentucky's got, you know, Kentucky and Tennessee play later this year. Uh, but Caleb, Tennessee, Florida, over under 62 and a half. This is your team. What are we thinking? Um, ten and a half is a lot of points. I'm taking my boys. I, I don't think this game is going to be won by us, but I think we will be within 10 points, these guys, at some point or another. Um, I mean, Anthony Richardson's got to show up at some point, right? I mean, I'm just going to keep hoping they do. And Tennessee, I mean, who they played, you know, whatever. Who are you? Uh, it's in Neyland. You know, Tennessee likes to lose a game at Neyland at some point or another. Why not? Yeah, I'm waiting. I like Florida. I think Florida wins this game outright. I think they, mm. go, I think they beat them. Uh, and I'm – what do you get? Do you go over or under? I'm going under. Yeah, dude, I think I'm with you, There's too. no chance Florida wins if it goes over 62. That's a ton of no. points. Yeah, I'm going under. Yeah, I'm going to take the under as well. I'm going Florida as well. I've already got some money on it. I've already taken the bet. Florida plus ten and a half. I think this is a huge game, a huge Anthony Richardson game. I don't think. Look, he. You've said it uh, earlier. I'm pretty sure in the show that we've seen Anthony Richardson show up in a big game um, against Utah. Uh, we've seen him just show up in general, you know, throughout his career when they've needed him to. This is going to be a spot where all eyes are on him. Everyone's watching this game. And in an environment where they're going to try to get in his head, I think he's just going to have one of those moments. And like I said, a huge, probably the biggest SEC game of the season so far, in my opinion. And I just don't, I don't think Tennessee is as good as people are saying they are. I think they're going to be able to, you know, put up points. And I think it's going to go over. I do think, I think there's going to be an offensive battle, especially in Tennessee. Uh, but I think Florida keeps it close. I don't know if they win, um, but I, I think Anthony Richardson has one of the games where everybody goes, okay, so this is why we thought he was the Heisman guy, and then, you know, next week he'll go blow it. But um, I, I like Florida in this. Too big, too big of a rivalry game. 
that Florida has owned for the majority of the past, you know, 15. I'm pretty sure they had a 13-game winning streak. Or is that winning streak still alive? Or did that um, I'm not sure, honestly. I'm not sure, but it was for for the last 15 years, it's been a Florida-dominated rivalry. They're not going to let Tennessee walk all over them. I like Florida here, plus 10.5, and, and I'm going over. I think it's a big shootout. Uh, yeah, Arkansas. I've that for y'all in the Florida game. I'm going to take Anthony Richardson over 0.5 throwing touchdowns. There you go. Atta boy. Get his first one on Saturday. Dude, we're up, bro. If he throws a touchdown, I'm going to do a cartwheel. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. The Arkansas Razorbacks against the Texas A&M Aggies in Dallas, Jerry World. A&M is minus one and a half. Over-unders at 48 and a half. Arkansas beat A&M last year for the first time in like nine years. Um, I think this is I, I think this is a no-brainer Arkansas win. I think Arkansas is a better team than Texas A&M. And I think, I think A&M being favored here is, you know, just people still holding on to Jimbo Fisher and what A&M's got. Dude, A&M lost to App State. A&M has shown nothing on offense. And I think K.J. Jefferson, I put him in that top, like I said, again, we're going back to these previews. The K.J. Jefferson's definitely a top three quarterback in this SEC conference. I don't think there's much debating it. Um, I mean, it's, you, you have Bryce Young, you have K.J. Jefferson, you have Stetson Bennett, um, you know, Hooker. Um, at, after that, I mean, not put – you can maybe put K.J. behind – any of those four, but he's he's definitely I would think top three. Um, and I just don't think A and M has enough offense to keep up with Arkansas and what they're going to be able to. A and M has a defense; they'll be able to maybe keep close in the first half. I think by the second half they wear on them. Just too many good play. I mean, hey, people forget Jadon Hazelwood's at Arkansas. They have playmakers all over the field. Uh, number forty-two, the linebacker for Arkansas. I think this is number that came from Alabama is going to absolutely tear up this. Uh, AM offense. They're not good. I think Arkansas is a way better team. I think they're getting another win this year. Arkansas plus one and a half. Uh, I'm going to go under 48 and a half. I just don't think AM, you know, we haven't seen AM be able to produce points. I don't think they will uh, Saturday. Go, Caleb. Uh, let me ask a question here. And I want you guys, don't, don't freak out when I ask this, but I can't, can I make the same game a pick them? a lock of the week and a deep shot of the week because that's how I feel about Arkansas right here. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, I, I'm with it. All right. Arkansas is going to be my lock and my uh, deep shot of the week. I mean, it's not very much of a deep shot, but I just feel like Texas A&M is toast at this point. Um, they, like you just said, they're going through a new quarterback change, um, having to deal with, you know, a lackluster offense to say the least. And, I mean – Really and truly, I just think Arkansas is a better team. They are. They may not play the same kind of defense. I don't think that defense is going to be able to contain KJ Jefferson all game long. Um, and I mean, plus one and a half points means basically money line. Arkansas is going to find a way to win this game. Arkansas is good. They're going to be the for real contender in SEC West this year out of everybody. It's not and, and to Alabama. It's not going to be Texas A&M like what people thought. It's not going to be Ole Miss. It's going to be Arkansas. Give me them, plus one and a half, and uh, definitely got to go under right here. Well, how the fuck am I supposed to go against that? 
I mean, you can take Texas A&M if you want. I mean, I gotta go. I gotta go Arkansas. I love it now. I'm fired up, and I looked at the schedule. Next week they play Alabama, so they're gonna have their big game this week before they get brought down back to earth next week. So I like it even more. Give me Arkansas, and I'll take that under as well. That's a wait. Hold on, what is it under forty eight? Yeah, man, Texas A&M can't score ten points. Over. Mm. Over. Mm. Okay. I just saw the script. I read the script real quick. Wisconsin at Ohio State. Ohio State minus 19. Over under at 57. Ohio State's wearing those black jerseys. Night game in the shoe. Don't matter. Don't matter. Uh, Wisconsin plus 19. What? Wisconsin plus 19. Ohio State is not that much better than Wisconsin. Wisconsin has a good enough defense, and we saw Notre Dame play very good defense against Ohio State. I just not, I'm not buying in. If Ohio State proves me wrong, they prove me wrong. Not buying in on it right now. And I'm going under. I'm going under. I'm going under 57 as well. I think Wisconsin is going to show up in this game. Um, this is, you know, a huge game for Wisconsin and everything. I mean, in the early season, Ohio State has struggled in some early season games in their history. Um, this could be one that bites them. I don't know if they'll lose, but they're not going to win by 19 points. Give me Wisconsin plus 19. This is this is another one that's going to get me places in these standings. Wisconsin in the under. I hate this game, first off. I hate this line. I hate it so much. Um, with that said, I'm going to – Hell, um, I'm gonna go Ohio State. You almost you almost talked me into Wisconsin, but I just think we've said a lot of things about Ohio State not being this year yet. I think this is the week where they get right and they win by three tuds. I think this is when they do it. Um, and I think if they win by three touchdowns, it's got to go over. So I'll take that over as well. Um, Wisconsin just lost to Washington State like last week. Um, two weeks ago. Ohio State um, played a sloppy first game against Notre Dame. I mean, we know who Notre Dame is at this point, but there's no chance Ohio State doesn't smoke these dudes. And I don't I wouldn't be shocked if Graham Mertz literally shits in his hand and claps because this Ohio State defense is for real. Jim Knowles is for real. And I mean we ain't even talking about uh the offense getting cooking yet. Maybe this is just like Jake said, the breakout game. Go to Ohio State, minus the points going over as well because they're going to score 35. I like it. All right, locks of the week. Every, did everybody hit last week? Yeah, I hit mine. I know. They're ready to go. 3-0 on locks of the week. Lock of the week parlay. This week. All right, we've already got Caleb's. I'm going yeah, I may submit another one. We'll see. I'm going with the USC Trojans, minus six and a half, at Oregon State. I just All right, now I'm not submitting another one. <laughs> I'm going – I just – I think I've had this take, and I had another thing from the prediction during the season. I have – I had USC in the I don't think there's a situation in any game this season – or USC is not going to be able to just go, okay, Caleb Williams, we need you to just go score a touchdown. And they're not mm-hmm. going to be able to do it against the Pac-12. 
um, in crunch time. They're going to win this game easily, I think. I don't. I, they they've been running it up. Their defense is lackluster, but I I just don't see Oregon State being able to contain Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison. USC wins this game by over a touchdown for sure. Give me USC lock of the week minus six and a half. Yeah, I love that line. I love that line, honestly. Um, but another line I love. I love Oklahoma at home against Kansas State minus 12 and a half. I think Oklahoma, look at them the last few weeks. Look at their start to the season, dude. They look just as good as they did last year. They beat Nebraska 49 to 14. They beat Kent State by 30. They beat UTEP by 45 to 13. They're loaded. Kansas State's Kansas State. They're coming to Norman. This game has lock written all over it. Give me Oklahoma minus 12 and a half. I love it. All right, deep shots of the week. Caleb's already got his. Jake, what's yours? Um, you go first. <laughs> first. <laughs> hey, I, let me just say, uh, just filibuster right here while he's doing that. A honorable mention lock of the week that I'm not going to take, but would if I was there would be Michigan minus seventeen. Michigan's good. I think they're actually going to be a decent team once again. Uh, it's all going to come down to that game in October. And then October, of course, um, everybody's going to be looking forward to. Hopefully it's snowing again. That would be nuts because that last game, that, the game last year was rocking. But um, I, I think Michigan is uh, deserving the number four title, number four will ranking they got. They've done nothing to make us think that they don't. There's, there's yep. no question about that. All right, I have my deep shot. I'm going to keep it with the pickums. I'm going to go Florida plus 278 money line against Tennessee. For all the points I said earlier, uh, it's, this feels like the Utah game a little bit. We're kind of down on Florida again, and, you know, they're going to they're gonna prove their worth. It's a good Anthony Richardson game. Uh, give me the money line. Plus 278. Plus 278. Well, it couldn't have been 275 or 280. Well, I mean, what gives? Uh, they might as well make it sense. Like, might as well. All right. I'm going with Stanford plus 400 against Washington. Washington coming off this huge win over Michigan State. Total letdown spot. Stanford, David Shaw. Everybody talks great about David Shaw all the time. This is his moment to show it. Show that Stanford's back. Look, I'm going three on deep shots. All right. One of these is going to hit, and I'm going to feel really good. Give me Stanford. I think the crack ball is the place to be for the upsets. Give me Stanford plus four hundred. All right. I love how I love how we take all these out west games and we don't watch a single one of them. Nope. Don't plan <laughs> on. <laughs> um. All right. Um. The NFL. The NFL. I've been trying to uh, calculate these standings in my head this whole time we've been talking. Uh, I think I've got Jake. Jake is twelve and twelve. Jake is 12 and 12 this season. He was 5 and 7 after last week. Um, I mean, no, he's 11 and 13. Sorry. He was 5 and 7. Mm. And now he went 5 and then he went 6 and 4. 6, 7, 5. No, I'm sorry. You are 12 and 12. Math is messed up trying to do this all the way. Jake is 12 and 12 throughout the season. Uh, we're going into NFL picks. Standings for right now Caleb 15 and 9. I am 14 and 10. Jake is 12 and 12. So, nobody below 500 in the league. 
disappointed. Still seems like some disappointed folks. All right. Let's get into this week. Let's see if we can keep the balls rolling. All right. Steelers at the Browns Thursday night football. Browns are minus four and a half. Over under is 38. That is so low. Um, here's the thing. Is, um, I have a friend that's a Steelers fan. I texted him uh, yesterday. I asked him where the Steelers going to cover plus four and a half. You know, I, didn't, I just don't really know. These two teams are so unpredictable. Um, both, you know, just don't seem like they're that good as of right now. And he said no. So I, I, I went in to place a, a parlay for, you know, this weekend with the Browns at minus four and a half. Well, then today I looked at it and I bet the Steelers. So now I, I've convinced myself that the Steelers are going to cover this plus four and a half because um, because you know their, their defense, the the Browns. Just, I don't know. I really don't know, but I have to live by it because I have money on it now. Um, so that's my situation. So I'm just going to go to Steelers plus four and a half um, that I really wish I didn't have to do, but I've already you know I can't you can't can't go against myself, but. Uh, if the Steelers are going to cover plus four and a half, that means there's not going to be a lot of points or going under. And that was a terrible analysis, but uh, I don't really have the reason. Like I said, I, I pressed the wrong button, and now I'm kind of stuck. Yeah, it sounds like you've done good, buddy. Yeah, I, for sure. I, see, I think in this game, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said these are two bad teams. These are two teams that don't really know who they are right now. And when you have two teams that aren't great and they're playing each other in a rivalry game, you take the points. Uh, give me Steelers plus four and a half just for that reason. And this is a very low under, but it's under. It's a low under for a reason. This one stays under. Nothing like a good old Thursday night stinker. I mean, <laughs> we let it off pretty good the first week. I think this game was supposed to be a little better. Maybe they scheduled this because of Deshaun. I don't know, but uh, whatever it is. Oh, by, by the way, let me ask: Did y'all watch the game on Thursday? Like, did y'all did y'all get the Prime Video subscription or whatever? Oh yeah, it, it, that was like that awesome. That game was awesome. I had to watch on streamies because, like, I don't have Prime Video. Oh, I got you. Get it? Let me know. I got you. Bet big bet. That's huge. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna still go Cleveland here. I just think Cleveland is a better football team. I don't think Pittsburgh like Pittsburgh can coach their way into a game. But really, Cleveland like should have easily, easily, easily beat the Jets last week, and they blew it. I don't think they're gonna. I think they're gonna learn from their mistake. They're gonna come out and they're going to, uh, you know, handle business in a division game. That yeah, really, whoever wins this game is first in the freaking AFC North, which is ridiculous. Yeah, well, AFC North looking a little tough. I mean, the Ravens. Tough. And uh, what's over under? 38. It is 38 and a half. This game's going over. The Steelers are score 20. I think the Browns are going to – I mean, that's just so low. I can't do, make myself pick a game that's going to be that boring. <laughs> that's fair, fair point. All right, Bills at Dolphins. Bills minus five and a half. Uh, over under – Massive game. Massive game. In the AFC East. Uh, I think the Dolphins – I mean, they've got too much, right? I mean, as long as Tua can put the ball in Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill's hands, I don't think there's a situation where they can't stick with them. Now, if the pressure gets to him and, and, and Tua's putting the ball in the other guy's hands, which he's done, like, you know, a few times already, maybe there's a problem. But I think Dolphins 
at home, riding the 2-0 wave, feeling good about themselves. Mike McDaniel, he, I watched his presser today on SportsCenter, and he said, you know, the thing about the Bills' defense is they, you just know who they are because they're just going to play to their identity because they just believe in everything they've got. And when he just says that, it makes me believe, you know, how smart of a guy he is that he's going to know how to manipulate that. And as long as Tua puts it in on the pin and 17 fans, they'll be within five and a half points. I don't know if they'll win, but they'll be within five and a half points. And this game is going over. There's no way this game is not going No way. Yeah, I'm with you, Kev. I love the ASMR of you eating that salad. It's gonna sound. You can sick. hear it. Was it was it that bad? <laughs> it wasn't bad, but it's just it's just gonna be funny on the listen. Um, I see. Here's the thing: the Bills last night. I think. Listen, all the Dolphins were last week, and they looked damn good. Don't get me wrong. I think the Bills are heads and shoulders right now. I think it's like it's like we're watching Georgia and we're watching other teams in NCAA right now. That's kind of how I feel about the Bills. The Bills are on another level. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, one, they, they cannot be stopped. They cannot be stopped. They didn't have Gabe Davis last night, and they looked that good. So they're going to be able to bring him back. I think they're able to cover a touchdown against the Dolphins. I just think they're a better team. So give me the Bills minus 5.5, but I'm with you on that over 53.5. There will be points. Points will be scored. Well, it's got to be scored. The Bills have only punted the ball like two times this year. That's ridiculous. Give me Buffalo. I'm not betting against those dudes until they tell me not to. Mm-hmm. That's a Super Bowl team, y'all. You see it every week, and they showed you Tennessee is not in a slouch team. I guarantee you, they're not. They're gonna be. They're they're gonna be a good football team. They'll win ten games. They're gonna find a way to do it because it's Braves. Buffalo is. I mean, they may feel. I mean, dare I say they feel like Georgia right now? Like they are just unbelievably more talented than the other team. The other night they did that to Tennessee and Derrick Henry. They didn't even have Ed Oliver inside. Like they were missing their bestie tackle. Give me them all day long. And yes, the over as well. I'm with y'all. Miami can't Miami can't I mean they could probably blindfoldedly score twenty eight points, but Buffalo will score forty. Ravens at Patriots. Ravens minus three. Over under forty three and a half. Hmm. I'll start it if you want me to. This is one of my favorite bets. Go ahead. Yeah, this is a pretty easy one. Yeah, I'm going Ravens minus three. I think that we're on we're on a pick right now to where the you know, the Patriots were able to win last week and the Ravens lost, so the line's going to be a little bit lower. I think the Ravens are a much better football team than the New England Patriots are, and I, I don't think Mac Jones is going to do great against that defense, and I think Lamar Jackson is going to absolutely eat on that defense. So uh, for those reasons, give me the Ravens minus three, and I'm going to take the under on this because I don't think the Patriots score much in this game. Totally this game agree. feels like a rat, though, doesn't it? I mean, no. three points. I love it. I, I, I ditto everything Jake said. Sorry, boys. Got to do it to you. Um, Baltimore minus three. And, uh, Are you talking to those boys? I thought you were talking to us. I was like, no, yeah, my I boys. No, my actual boys. I'm not, I'm not rolling with the Pats this week. Nailed on them last week. Don't think they're going to be able to beat Baltimore this week. Um, we're not that great. Um, over. Let's go over. <laughs> there you go. Got to make a hey, – he is, he is the champ right now. Uh, Falcons at Seahawks. Seahawks are minus two. Over-under is at 42. Um, 
Yeah, ESPN FBI has Falcons winning this game, fifty-one percent. So I've got them winning this game at hundred. Falcons plus two. I mean, there's going to be points. There's going to be more than forty-two. Both these defenses are not good. So uh, give me the Falcons. Give me the over. Um, there, there's not much more I need to say on that. I think Marcus Mariota and Drake London, and who is now my wide receiver one um, in fantasy football, they're going to put up points. We're going to get the ball. Kyle Pitts is going to get in the end zone this week. Um, and then Geno Smith is going to do his thing as well. But the Falcons are going to come all over the pipe. We're going to see young Kukik win this week. Yeah, I don't know. I love the Falcons, but I disagree. I think Gino Smith's going to eat our ass. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm going to Seahawks Falcons minus two. Falcons what happened there? The season two and zero. Yeah, people don't talk about it. Two and zero. Two and zero, and they yeah they won me money the last two weeks. But I'm going to Seahawks minus two, and I'm going to over forty two. Listen, man, I'm having trouble. I'm I'm having trouble watching the Falcons this year. It is. It, I hate this. I hate this Falcons team. I can't stand them. Can't stand them right now. I like there's pieces of it that I like. I love Cordell Patterson. I love what I see out of Drake London. I love Kyle Pitts. But dude, there is so much about this team that I just hate. I I, I just I don't. Dude, listen, Garrison, you're lucky you didn't watch Sunday. Because I know what you see, what you see on the paper, you know, you see it. Oh, Falcons kept it close. All right. Falcons kept it close. We were getting drilled. We were getting drilled. There was no hope. There was no hope for us to do anything. And then all of a sudden, Lorenzo Carter blocks a punt. We score our first uh, special teams touchdown since 1994. The first blocked punt uh, touchdown since 1994. Is that a fact? Yeah. No way. That's not a fact at all. Returned for a touchdown since 1994. Let's say Eric Weems would have something to say about that. Devin has to. Well, it came um, it came up on the broadcast. We talked about it in the group message. It, I promise, it's a fact. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I don't have much faith in the Falcons right now. So yeah, I'll, t- I'll take. I'm fading. Give me Seahawks. Man. This dude literally put on a Falcons hat just to take the Seahawks. I mean, what's going on there? Right now, the Falcons are pissing me off. The Falcons are pissing me off. Y'all can defend Marcus Mariota and all that shit. That shit pisses me off. It pisses me off. As a franchise, we are taking a step back. We are refusing to go forward. We're refusing to go forward. <clears throat> well, uh, he's gonna he's gonna uh, be laughing at the bank like ha 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 in front of you this weekend. Falcons plus the points. Absolutely, Jake. He's going to prove you wrong this weekend. And I mean, he just said, there it is right there. There's there's a faith in your home team right there. Dude moves to Jacksonville. He doesn't even care. He just, like, Falcons are not back. Just completely not back. Marcus Mariota, as long as Marcus Mariota is the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, I'm going to have trouble rooting for him. I swear, because it's just, it, I, it hurts that that is my team out there looking the way that they do. It pains me. It pains me. Are you guys going over on under? Over. Mm. 
under. <laughs> very, right. very, very booty boots, butt cheeks game right here, buddy. All right. Packers at Bucks. Bucks are minus one and a half. Under 42. Keep so low for a Rodgers and Brady Rodgers on Brady game. Uh, the offense has not looked like super impressive, though. Uh, Mike Evans is out in Tampa. Um, I, I think I think the Packers are going to win this game somehow, some way. And Rodgers is going to pull one out of the hat. Um, one of the things I just look at is I don't think the Packers are going to start one and two to start season. Um, I just don't see that. I don't see um, you know is Julio out this week as well? I know he was out last week. So if um, Julio, I don't think Julio, um, Julio and Mike Evans, you know, questionable. He didn't practice today. So if Julio and Mike Evans are both out, I think I think the the Aaron Rodgers don't have something in the bag. I, like I said, it's hard to predict this early in the season. I, I wasn't good at the NFL last year. I feel like I got good later in the year. Um, but right now, I just early in the season, I don't see the Packers start one and two. That'd be absolutely insane if that happened. So I'm going Packers um, over. I mean, I just don't see a Packer, uh, a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers game being under 40. I just don't. Yeah, today was actually Tom Brady's off day for his veteran relaxation day or some shit. He didn't go to practice today. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not really feeling, especially with Mike Evans out. Uh, I don't see the Bucks winning this game. I'm Eddie Garrison. Give me the Packers plus one and a half, and I'm gonna take the. I think the over forty two is pretty low. Um, I'll take the over on that. Well, we got a little game up here. I mean, do I want to get a win or do I want to just stick with you guys so I can stay ahead? Um, listen, man. Here's the deal. It's Brady. It's Rodgers. Bunch of good cues cutting it up. Okay, it's gonna be hot down there in the swamp, and therefore. I'm taking the Bucks. Okay, the weather down here, and in, in, uh, I'm imagining in Tampa, if it's anything close to what it's like in Precise, Georgia, right now, it is sweltering, it's sweaty, and it feels like a wet sock outside. Okay, those uh, home dogs in Green Bay were wearing jackets last week. They're not going to be able to handle it. And also, that, what, something else they ain't going to be able to handle is the Bucks defense, because the Bucks defense is all the way back. They are these. They are a better unit than they were last year. And Todd Bowles got them dudes rocking right now. And Brady's played pretty two lackluster games. And he's 2-0. and He's going to get to 3-0. and No matter what Gazelle's telling him to come home early or not. Bucks. To be fair, he's played Jameis Winston and Dak Prescott. So. Yeah, I mean. 49ers at Broncos on Sunday night football. 49ers are one, minus one and a half. Jimmy G is at the helm. Russell Wilson facing his former division rivals. Um, oof. Hey, by the way, I'm going over on that game. Got it. 49ers, Broncos. 49ers plus one and a half or minus one and a half. Um, look, I think with Jimmy G coming back, we said it earlier, he's, they're better with him right now. They, they accomplished so much with him. And I think Debo Samuel, the first two weeks, has been a little, I mean, not super limited, but a little more limited than we've seen, we saw last season. I think 
with George Kittle supposed to be coming back this week to start finally. That's going to be nice for my fantasy team. The 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 the, the 49ers offense is going to get rolling um, in this game, and I just don't think. Uh, I mean, I watched Geno Smith dime it up against Denver. I don't see a problem with. Uh, you know, Jimmy G, who's got Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, uh, not being able to. So I, I think the 49ers are going to win this game. The Broncos just haven't looked impressive either, and I don't I, I don't want to bank on them winning this game um, against a team that I don't think they're better than uh, roster-wise anyway. So you mean the Niners minus one and a half. Uh, the over-under is sitting at 45. I'll go under. I'll go under because I think I, – I, I I, I haven't seen enough from Denver to think that they're going to score over 20 points. Dude, Russell Wilson's looked bad. Through three weeks, Russell well, – through two weeks, Russell Wilson has not looked very good at all. I think that changes this week. I think we're able to see a more vintage-looking Russell Wilson. Um, I like them plus the points at home. A home dog. I love home dogs. Um, give me the plus points and points there. And, and 45 – I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under 45. I think this is a low-scoring game, but I think they're able to do enough right at the end. I think the Broncos win this game, and they start getting that, a little bit of that momentum that we thought they were, they were going to be playing with this year. It's still early, and Nathaniel Hackett, dude, I'll take it. God almighty, he has looked like an absolute clusterfuck out there so far through two weeks, but I think he's able to ride the wrong, ride the ship a little bit this week. Um, I'm going to go with the Broncos in the over. I mean, under. Under, excuse me. Excuse me. Broncos under. I'm having a little bit of trouble with this game because, like, I mean, just seeing Nathaniel Hackett coach this year has been very painful um, between, like, this may be, like, something people, I guess, don't look for or whatever if you're outside of the sport. But, like, really and truly, operationally, all the delay games, all the burning of timeouts, all every clock, every snap count, like, when they snap the ball, the d- delay game or the game clock is at, like, two or one seconds. Um, it's just really, really sloppy football. And somehow I think they're going to win this game. I really do. I think it is time for them. They like There's too much talent going on there for them to not win this game. But I'm not an idiot. I don't think Judy's going to play this week. Russ has looked bad. I don't trust this coach. I'm not betting on somebody that I just trust just because of a gut feeling. Give me Shani. Give me Garoppolo. Give me Jeff Wilson. Let's see if George Kittle's back this week. And Debo Samuel. Let's ride with the 49ers minus one and a half. Um, I know it's in Denver, and but it's a division game. San Francisco just seems to be like the the light years away better team than this team is right now. Just not even talent wise. It's just how they are playing. Um, give me San Francisco. They seem like they've been here before. And. Uh, Hmm. What'd you guys go? Did you guys go? I took the under. Yeah, I'm going to go under as well. All righty. Get it. Man, we can talk football, can't we? It's got me know it. Podcasting is so much easier during football season. So much easier. So much easier. You don't need a list at all. Um, all right. Any last words we can touch on the Braves? We're one game back. One game what? back, about 12, 13 games ago. Tough loss today, especially with the Mets losing. Like We should have won today. Should have won today. But we can't win day games, apparently. So. 
Yeah, um, it's really uh, – I love how they took Scherzer out during a perfect game and still that's that was the same game that they ended up clinching um, their playoff spot. And we've already got ours. I look forward to seeing you boys in Truist Park here very shortly. And, uh, you know, I, it was a tough way to get go down today. We needed it. But, you know, we got – you know, I still believe in the boys. We're red hot. I and uh homestand. So – can't yeah, we got to have them. I'll probably, go, I'll probably go to one of those games, honestly. like It's going to be hard for me to not show up to a Mets game during the last homestand. Um, I don't know what Aaron Judge is doing, but the fact that he hit 60 last night and he's on a tear, um, I mean, it's – boys, I, I, don't call me crazy now, but his best stretch of the year, his best stretch of the year, he hit 13 homers in 14 days. If he does that again, he's going to come very close to the record. Very, very close. He's already tied eighth all time. And the only people he's behind are juicers. I mean, Barry Bonds is Barry Bonds, but like Sosa McGuire and all those years that they have. Yeah, I'd love to see him get a 70. I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's enough games for him to get a 70, but I'd love to see it. Yeah, I don't know what he's done tonight, but – the just the way that I that that game last night went down, where Judge hit number sixty, and then they hit a walk off grand slam to win it, like that's pretty uh, electric. And you know the Yankees have been down a little bit, but you know it's really this is really the best time of the year right here, man. It's fall, football's going, college football starting. We're about to get into some playoff baseball, okay? And the Met, the Braves are good, the Mets are good, the Yankees are good, the Dodgers are unbelievable. I mean it's. It's really exciting time to be in the MLB, except for if you're an Angels fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just about. the two best players in baseball, and they suck. Well, Deep Shot Podcast, episode 98. Everyone's going to have a good week, right? Absolutely. Yeah, man. Lock it in. And good luck. That's the lock of the week. <laughs> lock of the week. Deep Shot Podcast, episode 98.